Everything and anything, top to bottom. Thoughts and theories by yours truly, me, Drew. City life to country boy, a golden gal pal to sports enthusiast, spa nights to camping, wine to beer. Yes, it's all rolled up into one. Funny takes on the everyday life as observed and experienced by me. Take a listen. This is The Drew Han Show. Salutations, everybody, and welcome to the Drew Han Show. I am your host, Drew Han, and you can tell that fall is in the air when you go to unplug the fan that you have in your room and then plug in the scent warmer that you also have. Uh-huh, that is the changing of the guard right there. Wax season is amongst us. I just love all the scents and all the smells, but I can't let that happen until the windows stay closed. So I think that's about to happen, isn't it, folks? Like I said, you're listening to The Drew Han Show, and just to get right off the bat about things, I have to make a few corrections about my last podcast because I really know how to screw up sometimes. First and foremost, I must apologize to the Refuge Lounge. Yes. Now, I've been I've been there many times, and a neat venue. Uh, I got to see Dan Rodriguez perform there a couple weeks back, and that's where um, I was talking about that in the last podcast. Well, I have this awfully bad habit of pronouncing Refuge as Refugee. I don't know what that's about. Refuge Lounge, just as, just, as you can see, just does not roll off my tongue very well. I really need to work on enunciation sometimes, and so Refuge Lounge lounge really does challenge me. And I just think Refugee Lounge slides off my tongue just a little bit better, if you know what I mean. So I have to apologize to the Refuge Lounge and just say I'm going to try to get that right going forward. Refuge Lounge, Refuge Lounge. You know, it's kind of funny, though. Refuge is like a place that people seek shelter for or to, and Refugee is someone seeking shelter. So, you know, in a way, you know, they basically kind of mean the same thing. You know, I kind of like the idea of the refugee, you know, meaning either the artist seeking a place to perform or patron seeking a place to find the music. I think it's uh, it can go either way. I think the refugee just rolls off the tongue a little bit better. <laughs> but I get the point. Moving along as we discuss the spiral that was my abysmal episode prior and all my false facts. <laughs> Speaking of the Refuge Lounge, I had also mentioned that Emily Cop was coming back to town. You know, one of my favorite new Mile of Music artists finds. And so she was going to be performing at the Refuge Lounge. And I was super excited to see her. Unfortunately, uh, she had to cancel that show due to unforeseen circumstances. So, therefore, she's not coming to the Refuge Lounge anymore. And I think it was September 19th. Real bummer. Right. Well, don't fret none because she's still coming to the area. This I did not realize that she has two more shows planned in Green Bay coming up that same weekend of the 20th. And I learned of something brand new. I had no clue about and it is called the Hopeland Festival. Have you guys heard of this? This is brand new to me. I didn't know. And so I had reached out to Emily just to be like, hey, is everything okay? You know, and how's it going? You know, after she had canceled her show and she said, yeah, I'm still around for two more shows in Green Bay. And then that's how I learned about Hopeland Festival. 
Festival. And I had no clue about this thing. It's brand new, and it's another music event put on by Corey Chisel, this time taking place downtown Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm very excited for it. So um, without boring you with too much information, I'm just going to read to you straight from what I found out on Facebook regarding this event so you just have an, uh, a flat opinion, because I have never experienced this yet either, of what to expect. So... It says on their Facebook event, the unique free two-day festival will celebrate community through live music and visual artists starting on Friday, September 21st and going through Saturday, September 22nd. It will combine musicians with captivating visual artists and will be hosted in the on-Broadway district of Green Bay. Uh, They are partnering with local businesses around town, including, and I apologize, this is where I'm going to butcher more names, because I just don't know how to pronounce names. Anyways, they will be partnering with businesses around town, including Kavarna. I think that's a coffee shop downtown. Kavarna. I think that's how you pronounce it. Another place called Keggers. I'm guessing that place is more of a bar. Uh, Another place called The Lyric Room, as well as Black and Tan Lounge. And, oh boy, another one I'm going to butcher, I'm sure. Nivelle Public Museum. Or is it Nivelle? Nivelle? Nivelle. Nivelle? Like Corella DeVille? Corella DeVille. Corella DeVille? I don't know. Anyways, also there is another place called 335. That one I got. <laughs> as well as Cup of Joy and Titletown Brewing Company Roof Top. I linger at the end of that because in the comments for the event, it says Titletown Brewing Company Roof Tap. I don't know if that's a typo or referring to like tap beer. I thought it was referring to the rooftop lounge that the Titletown Brewing Company has. So either way, it's the Titletown Brewing Company. Just find that place. (laughs) To go on further, the Refuge Foundation for the Arts, along with title sponsor Fox Communities Credit Union, are pleased to announce this year's lineup. And I'm just going to read amongst of like the 30 artists that will be performing for this two-day event. Here are some of the highlights that I was, that stuck out to me right away that would be there. Of course, Emily Kopp, that's where she's going to be. She's performing there. She's got two shows, one Friday and one Saturday, and I'm hoping to really catch that one on Saturday. So Emily Kopp is performing there, as well as Adriel Denae, another Mile Music favorite, and another band I've yet to see but want to, The Lately. Another guy um, that's growing in popularity, Nicholas Raymond. I've heard that name around now. Appleton favorite, Jay Council. And I want to point out this band because I've never heard of it, and it's quite interesting name, Creamer. Yeah, Creamer. Um, don't get me started. I, all the thoughts are coming to my mind. What's coming to your mind? Creamer. <laughs> They're from Nashville, Tennessee. And then, of course, the great Lolo. <laughs> Lolo's back in the area for this Hopeland Festival, and I'm super excited. So I'm going to get to see Emily Cop and Lolo all in the same day, and I couldn't be more thrilled about that. So it's very exciting stuff. I also want to go on to say that it says... The visual art portion of the Hopeland Festival will be spearheaded by refuge artist in residence Allie Wilbur, who seeks to bring meaningful public art to the event. Expect to see some larger, intentionally provocative, and uplifting works by Fox City's artists outside and throughout the musical venues. Some pieces may even find a permanent home in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Isn't that exciting? I think that's super exciting, and I love this concept, and I can't wait to check it out. It sounds like a mini mile, and it just sounds fantastic when you can have a lot of music in one place, and you can just explore. And That's everything that it sounds like for Hopeland Festival, so I'm very excited for that. Now, before we go on 
break here, I just want to say, point out two more things happening real quick here in the area. I don't want to go without um, reminding everyone that Pip the Pansy and Sam Birchfield are still headed up this way to Appleton, Wisconsin to perform Thursday, September 20th at McFleshman's Brewing Company in downtown Appleton. I'm very excited to see both of them perform. I have my Pip the Pansy shirt ordered. I hope I get it in time so I can wear it to her concert. I've never been to McFleshman's Brewing Company, brand new place for College Avenue, so I'm really excited to check that out. And of course, Sam Birchfield as well. So it's going to be a great night this Thursday in Appleton, Wisconsin. So if you're around, go check them out. I highly recommend both these artists. They are fantastic. Without further ado, let's kick it off with a little bit of Emily Kopp.
Oh my, I can smell that wax warmer just kind of filtering into the air. I don't remember what kind of scent I left off with back in spring, but whatever it is, it smells great. And I can't, I'm just turned it on just to get it warmed up so I can put a new one on. But the, the scent currently on there is fantastic too. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to the Druhan Show. I'm your host, Druhan. If I sound a little off, I do apologize. I've done a little tweaking to the microphone to hopefully see if I can make any better adjustments to the sound. But. I've also come down with some kind of illness. I don't know what it is, but I'm trying to fight it off and keep it at bay. It's what I do best. Keep the diseases at bay. <laughs> you can't avoid them. They, they are part of life. So I did my due diligence today and I bought myself a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to sometimes when I'm not feeling the greatest. A good glass of dark wine. I say the darker the better. Really can help flush that cold out. I'm hoping it's just a cold. I've got a little bit of a temperature right now, but I could do a few things like take off my shoes and and record naked, really, if I wanted to cool down. But I'm just going to have my glass of Zinfandel instead and power through this. Speaking speaking of powering through, I powered through an amazing summer agenda of movies. And I'm here to share with you quickly, because there's a list, but I'm going to try to flush through this as quickly as possible, as fast as I want to flush out this gold. Movies that I saw over the summer, I had a whole list. Every summer I have like my summer movie list I want to see. This year I made it. I made a point to see all the movies, and I did it. I did it. And so now that like winter's coming up, and the cold of fall, like you're going to need some recommendations for movies to rent, right? Well, now that summer's gone, all these movies will be available to rent, and I want you to check these out. It's super exciting. It started actually back in March when the movie A Wrinkle in Time came out. Do you remember that? It uh, features Oprah and, and Reese Witherspoon and Mindy Colleague and Zach Galifianakis. And when that movie came out, that was like the first one on my list. And you're thinking that was March. That's not really summer. That's spring. But then started my list then. And then I started like previewing all the summer movies I knew were coming. And then that's kind of when it grew my next movie wasn't until Avengers 3, which was late April, and then, of course, May begins the summer movie season. So I just had a few pre-summer ones on the list. Let's get into it, though. Okay, are you ready? I'm excited. Well, why don't I just give the list of movies quick that I'm going to be discussing today, and then that way you can decide if you want to turn off the podcast or not, really. <laughs> um, my movie list went as such. A Wrinkle in Time, Avengers 3, Life of the Party, Deadpool 2, Book Club, Ocean's 8, Jurassic World 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Skyscraper, and Mamma Mia 2. Do you notice a trend in there at all? Sequels. I know, sequels. You know, I like sequels. I'm I'm for sequels. Done greatly, though. Got to learn to do it right. And most of these sequels did it very well. So let's get into it. I was talking about A Wrinkle in Time. I got to see that with Katie Cooper in Appleton. And a little bit of a disappointment. Let's get into this. It was based on the book. And basically, it's it's about kids traveling through space via time warps and sciency magic. What if we are here for a reason? What if we are a part of something truly divine? Imagine 91 billion light years traveled like that. Sweet dreams are made of this. Uh, the movie has that all-star cast, which was a driving factor for me to want to see this. Uh, however, the movie was a bit of a letdown with a rather wimpy story that has a bit of a disturbing climax for a Disney family movie, I thought. The performances were really solid, with one particular scene even filling me with emotion unexpectedly. So I was surprised by that, and it makes me have a little deeper appreciation for what I did see. I do say give this a try. It's my only real family-friendly movie that I have for you on the list. I am curious about the rewatchability factor. That's my key thing. 
and sometimes in reading a movie. And I feel like I was saying after I saw it that Wrinkle in Time would become a great movie to see on TV and just turn on in the background for when you need something on to like hear and look at visually. But yet maybe you're trying to get other things done like cleaning or you have a hobby like crocheting. I think a Wrinkle in Time would be a good movie for that. But any, regardless, give it a try. I think it's worth worth a look-see, especially with Oprah in it. You know, so you can't really go wrong. Faster than light is the darkness. Let's keep going. We got Avengers 3. This was a fun experience. I did it. Hashtag cities apart. Does anyone do that? Cities apart. Me and Cooper, we often will go to movies, but we're not in the same city. So we'll schedule a time or be like, hey, I'm going to the movie. And the other one will be like, yes, I'm going to go to. So we try to find showtimes around the same time in the different cities that we're in. And then we watch the movie. Avengers 3 really lucked out for us. And we got to do it at like a 445 showing. We both went to in our, our designated cities that we were in. And it was fantastic. I don't really need to describe this movie because if you don't know the Concept, you probably aren't ready for this film anyway. <laughs> it really did live up to expectations. It blew my mind. It ended with a bang. Well, rather a snap. I know I had to do it. I'm sorry. I don't want to give too many spoilers away, so I'm just going to try to tread lightly with this. But I will say this. My experience was pretty good for this movie, except I had to get up and pee at one point, which I really hate that I have to do in movies now. But as age comes, so does a weak bladder, apparently. And so I got up in a scene that I thought would be okay to leave, but I did miss a little bit of action. I have since seen it in the rental, but so I'm all caught up in that aspect. The other crappy moment was in the final moments of the movie when some parent sent a custodian into the theater that I was in to hunt down her child, which meant a flashlight was being waved around with someone escorted out. Just in time for the end credits to roll and me missing that last moment with Thanos. If you saw the movie, you know what I'm talking about. I was like, really? My eyes drew away to the to the um, custodian that walked in to see what was going on just as the cutscene happened. I was like, really? I was, I was royally like, what the fuck? Anyways, I do recommend making a movie night out of this. First of all, it's well over two hours. Plus, it's an event movie situation, meaning prep yourself with a yummy snack. I'm thinking like chicken buffalo dip, grab some cold brewskis or zimas, have some popcorn on deck, and jet away into the MCU. Marvel Cinematic Universe, for those who don't know what that means. Oh, and have the remote ready to hit pause for those bathroom breaks. (laughs) Because they're going to need to go. I did. Okay? And you don't want to miss a second of this. In time, you will know what it's like to lose. To feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail all the same. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. Moving right along. Okay, we're going to get to our next movie. I was very excited for this. Life of the Party. This was a Melissa McCarthy movie, and it premiered in May. Unfortunately, I did not get to see it when it premiered. This was where my list kind of faltered a little bit for me. But I did come out 
for rental over the summer, and so I did recently see it, and I was impressed. This is one of my favorite all-around feel-good, full-service movies I've seen in a while. Melissa certainly did one solid with this movie. It's also written by Melissa and her husband, Ben Falcone, who also directs the film. I know, when those two get together to do a project, it's just amazing. And Melissa McCarthy can't go wrong. She's just awesome in just about everything she does. (laughs) Anyways, uh, Life of the Party is this abstract story pieced together with a beautiful script that included some hilarious various bits, not overdone and not following typical comedy movie tropes. Just a light touch on the on the concept of the movie. It's about a mother and a daughter, and the mother goes to college, you know, goes back to college where her daughter is going to college, and, and comedy ensues, obviously. There's a lot more backstory to that, so you definitely need to check out this movie. I don't regret staying at home and being your mom, but I regret not getting my degree. That's why somebody's mom just enrolled in college. (laughs) I'm referring to myself. I'll see you around the quad. Nobody says that, Mom. Well, bring it back. Get ready for the wildlife. It's the type of movie you can't really go wrong with either, regardless of your mood you're in. You know what I mean? Well, if you do, you probably don't because you haven't seen it. But I'm telling you, if you're in a bad mood, just watch Life of the Party and you'll perk right back up. I really think if you're looking for a movie night, too, I think this movie would pair nicely together with the movie Life as We Know It, which also coincidentally has Melissa in it also. Do you recall that movie? It's an older movie, but it featured Josh Dumal. And I am drawing the most amazing blank on the female lead in it. But she used to play Izzy on Grey's Anatomy. What's her name? Katherine Heigl. Oh, I thought it wasn't going to come to me. I was going to. I was starting to panic there. Anyways, that older movie, Life as We Know It. I think Life as We Know It and Life of the Party, not because they sound the same in the title, but the concepts of those movies and their their warmness, but their comedy, I think, would complement each other very nicely. And the same way um, some cheese and wine would complement each other while you're watching these movies. So if you find yourself discouraged by a, by a crappy fall day, grab the cheese and wine, grab these two movies, watch them back to back, and trust me, you will perk back up. Get ready for the wildlife. I'm older. I'm wiser. This essentially a Google. Ask me anything. Turn off your Google. You're scaring me. I think my Google scared Jack last night. Oh, my God. But in a good way. I'm- like when you intentionally go through a haunted house. All right, as we continue to try to swiftly move through these movies, I'm just going to touch on this one real quick. It's the sequel to Deadpool, known as Deadpool 2. I know, tough one, hey? Uh, This was a a cool movie for the summer, one of only two that I didn't get to see in the theater of my summer movie list, but thankfully it released for rent prior to summer's end, so I was able to catch it not too long ago. And let me tell you, Deadpool 2 was amazing. With such high expectations for the sequel, I went in half realizing it might be bad and half-baked. I'm kidding. I'm just making sure you're paying attention there still, are you? (laughs) I don't smoke pot, and I'm not against it. My Achilles heel is alcohol. (laughs) anyway this one lived up to its hype and sits on a level of its own for a sequel so i don't really need to say much more about that i mean the first one caught us off guard with its concept and hilarity and so it's an amazing film just on its own and so i was concerned for a sequel for it hoping that they could take it to the next level without copying the first one too much and they did it they brought in some of the antics from the first one just to remind us of what deadpool is but really took the movie and made it its own with a great story great cast and total comedy and action like you can't go wrong remember deadpool is r-rated so it's not a family-friendly movie (laughs) <laughs> but it's a great watch and any kind any day of the night you just you can't go wrong with this especially if you're just like what do I need to do you need to watch Deadpool 2 that's what you need to do so I'm just going to stop there and say enough about that okay it lives up to the hype 
plus plus. Fuck it, they probably won't even make a three. Yeah, why would they? Stop it too. You killed it. <laughs> Moving right along, our another favorite movie find of the summer was Book Club. Possibly one of my fondest memories of the summer was seeing this film. I saw Book Club on a gorgeous summer day in small town America. Let me kind of paint you a picture, okay? My dad was hosting a bluegrass festival at the county fairgrounds. So in the early parts of the afternoon, my dad's wife Nancy and I strolled around a very quiet and quaint downtown Ladysmith. And so prior to the movie, we stopped at a local Mexican restaurant for margaritas. And I should also add, I might have slammed a rather tall beer just before the movie too. So I did start this movie a titch tipsy. But I digress. (laughs) I still enjoyed the movie all the same. Book Club is a snappy story of four broads of a certain age and their quest for love. Another movie that is its own and doesn't pull out all those movie cliches. It's peppered with some hilarious bits and grounded with some real love mishaps. It's a great watch no matter your age and fits well for a summer flick, I thought. This one, I would say, should be watched, as if you're renting it now, this one should be watched with a slight breeze on a warm night, with the patio doors open, and again, a good glass of Chardonnay, or perhaps margaritas, if you want to follow my trend. (laughs) And Tammy, if you're listening, I think you might just like this one. I should note, it stars Jane Fonda, Diane Keaton, Mary Steenberg, and Candace Bergen, four legends. And it's about these four longtime friends who start reading Fifty Shades of Grey for their book club. Yeah. (laughs) So I'll just leave it there. I think you're intrigued, aren't you? Go check out Book Club today. We're four smart, successful women. I don't need a man. What is the point? Who still has any interest? Ladies, I am not going to let us become those people who stop living before they stop living. I would like to introduce you to Christian Grey. It says for mature audiences. Certainly sounds like us. You're listening to The Drew Hans Show, and we are going through my summer movie list of ones I saw and highly recommend. Now that like fall and winter is coming up, we're going to be cooped up inside, and things will become available for rent. These are the movies you need to see, and I'm going to explain it as we go along. Next up is another sequel, and it's Ocean's 8. This one was a bit of a letdown for me. I was disappointed. I felt like it took the concept from the eleven from Ocean's 11, 12, and 13, the, the plot, shoved them all into one movie, cast it full of women, and called it a day. And I'm going to tell you, they deserved a much better story than they got. A brilliant cast that may have been outshadowed by its concept, really. Uh, the heist buildup lacked the excitement seen by its predecessors. And while still it delivers a twist during the climax, something still seems off with this movie. I don't know what it is. No original characters from the first three movies show up. However, hints of their return are expressed at the end. I would love to see more movies featuring this cast, only if it means it leads to getting a complete heist movie featuring all the characters from all the Ocean's movies. So... I don't know how that's going to play out, but that would be my dream situation. I say save this for winter and have another movie handy to follow up with this one with because you might be disappointed. (laughs) 
All right, moving right along, we have another sequel on deck, and that is Jurassic World 2. This amazing movie, which I consider to be kind of the tentpole of the summer movies, lived up to all expectations. I mean, and it was an, just a phenomenal sequel, uh, set apart on its own, but beautifully into the Jurassic Park world, yet arced in its own trilogy. Yeah, trying to figure out that concept I just laid out there for you. <laughs> Regardless, like any good sequel, the experience needs to be increased. And so I learned a hard lesson in that with Karma going to this movie, by the way. If I could just pause for a second and tell you about going to this movie with my friends Cooper and Jamie. We kind of make it a tradition that we go to the Jurassic movies together. And so Jurassic World 2 was coming up and I was booking tickets online to go to this movie because I feared it was going to sell out on premiere day, which is when we were going to it. And so this theater that we were going to not only lets you buy tickets online, but you can select your seats that you want to sit at. So I'm selecting the seats for us, and they kind of double up. They're the recliner dream lounger situation, you know, which don't get me started. But people love it. And so they have these recliners, and they're kind of set in, like, sections of two. Like, they have two recliners, two recliners, and they're just, they space them out just a little bit, you know. So that way, if you're a couple and you want to cuddle on, like, a couch situation, you can pull up the arms, and there you go. I don't think I need to explain this too much to you, but I am for some reason. Anyways, there were three of us going, and I thought it would be funny because I didn't care what theater we went to or what the seating arrangement was going to be like as far as like recliner or just normal stadium-style seating. You know, let's just go to the movie. Well, Jamie was adamant that we go to the Dream Lounger Theater, you know, so I'm trying to like find a time that was all going to work for us and go to this theater. And so I just took it upon myself to uh, be a little snarky. And since she was the one uh, determined to go to that theater, but yet I was booking the tickets, I decided I picked, we had three people. And so I said, me and Cooper will sit in the the two recliners that share like a section together. And then we'll just put Jamie off on her own and she'll have to sit next to some stranger. Because <laughs> I'm sure the movie will sell out at some point. The role I was in, they weren't sold out yet, but I knew they would. Anyways, we get to the theater. I'm the first one there. Surprisingly, I was doing really great for time that day. I know, right? And so I grab all the tickets printed out for me, and I go and I sit in a little lounge area in the theater. And then Jamie comes in next, and so I hand her the ticket, and then I quickly realize I just wanted to establish where everyone was going to sit. I gave her the wrong ticket. So she checks into the theater with her ticket, and then when she gets past the little person, you know, checking tickets, I say, can I see your ticket? After I just handed it to her, mind you. So let me see your ticket. And so then I swap out tickets. She just kind of gave me this funny look but didn't think much of it. So I wanted to make sure she had that third seat that was off in another section. I mean, it's still next to us, don't get me wrong, but she would have a stranger sitting in her love seat situation. <laughs> Cooper eventually shows up and we catch up and we see a bunch of people we know at the theater, which was really cool. And then here's where karma gets me. So we go into the theater to watch Jurassic World and we sit down in our seats. And so I put her in the third seat and she didn't really have much to say to about it. You know, she's just kind of like, oh, I'm over here, whatever, you know. And I I knew it wouldn't be a bigger deal until like a stranger came and sat down next to her. And that would be uh, dominant on who sat down next to her, what her reaction would be. So... (laughs) Needless to say, it came back and bit me in the ass because it was somebody that we knew. A whole group of another friends, specifically Cooper's friends, and they had picked the seats next to us just by coincidence, same time at the same theater. And not only do we know them, but the guy that was sitting next to Jamie is someone who I just think is completely adorable. Now, he's married and has kids and everything, but I would have liked to sit next to him during Jurassic Park, catch up, flirt a little, you know, maybe get scared and then like crawl into his arms, you know. 
He sat next to Jamie. Jamie got the lucky seat. I got screwed in the situation because I was trying to be snarky and say, ha ha, sit next to a stranger. No, of course somebody we know, adorable, comes and sits next right to Jamie. Look at that. Look at what I've done. Karma. Don't do it. Don't allow yourself to be stricken by karma because that was a lesson learned in my undertaking of getting these tickets for the movie. Don't do it. Anyways. So that was my situation as far as like enhancing the experience for a sequel. Well, we certainly did that as our follow-up situation to see in Jurassic World 2. Okay. Moving right along into the actual movie, there were some amazing scenes in this movie, specifically that scene where they're kind of pulling out of uh, East Lasorna or East Nublar. I can never remember which island it is. Uh, as the volcano erupted and the, the final cut scene of the dinosaurs perishing was dramatic. And I had another pivotal moment in the movie where I go to the bathroom. I'd come in just as that scene was ending. So I do need to see that movie again to really experience it all. It was amazing, though. I still caught the, the pivotal moment and uh, heartbreaking. It really was. You didn't think you'd be crying in Jurassic World movie, but I did. I was. Uh, there were some other great action scenes. I highly recommend this movie, but that's only because I love these movies, too. Okay, this movie somehow like stands alone in the trilogy as its own movie, flowing this large story amongst itself, and then bridges it somehow beautifully as another sequel, but also has very clear acts of its own, making it delightfully feel like you almost watched three movies in one, right? This one needs no mood setting. Just pick a night, sit down, and turn it on. You are in for a great adventure. Life cannot be contained. Life breaks free. Life finds a way. All right, as we are moving along our discussion of summer movie reviews, these are a list of movies I had seen over the summer and then I want to recommend to you now as fall and winter approaches. We're continuing on and I'm going to try to keep this as brief as possible, so bear with me. Up next is Ant-Man and the Wasp. This is the follow-up to the movie Ant-Man. Yeah. It's uh, And it's also a follow-up movie for the summer to Avengers 3, as we anxiously await for next April for Avengers 4. This movie was filled with adventure. It sets itself apart from its MCU predecessors and keeps you engaged while not being yet another MCU superhero movie. Plus, of course, it ties itself into Avengers for an end credit scene that after finishing this movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, you end it with such feelings of fulfillment and excitement from the great adventure and laughs to instantly being reminded what happened to all our heroes in the same timeline this movie was going down. So just to kind of give you a definition of that, both the movie Avengers 3 and Ant-Man and the Wasp play out in the same timeline concurrently tie themselves together with their end credit scene and it was it was interesting to watch play out and so check out this movie you're not going to want to miss this mcu entry okay up next we have the movie skyscraper and whoa was this a movie Cooper and i went and saw this movie hashtags cities apart and i knew i needed to see this movie in theaters just because i knew it was going to be intense and with a movie title like skyscraper and all the daredevil antics you're going to want to see this on the big screen. But I think it will be a great rental as well. I also ended up having to see this movie in 3D, which was not my intention. I don't do 3D movies. I don't really care to pay the price for it. I don't think it enhances movies that much. However, due to time restraints, I had to see a 3D version of the movie. But it really did enhance my experience. Holy balls. Okay, this movie stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Meb 
Campbell, who, might I just add, is amazing. I love me some Nev Campbell. And this one will get your heart pumping. And it's not just because of the thrilling cinematography, but also because the rock and all his manliness is certain to get your loins on fire. <laughs> I mean, the action scenes are intense. The views are amazing. I mean, I have, I literally at one point was watching this movie and I sank down in my chair, clutched onto my arm guards as if I was going to fall off that skyscraper myself. It, that's how intense the scenes were. And in 3D, I was just like, I've never almost dry heaved, but I did there. I was like, Whoa, this is a little intense for Drusy. So. I, I really do highly recommend Skyscraper. This is a balls-to-the-walls action flick. So sit down, pee before this movie, and then don't move a, a seat. You don't need anything to enhance this experience. You're going to be delightfully surprised, I think. <laughs> All right, finally, on my summer movie review, I said I was trying to see Mamma Mia 2. That was going to wrap up my summer movies. I unfortunately did not get to the theater fast enough to see this before they yanked it from the theater. Almost probably two months, uh, a month and a half from its release. Uh, it was you know already out of the theaters, and I was very disappointed. So I had to substitute because I was determined to see all these movies. I'm not going to let just one slip out of my fingers and away from my summer movie goals. So I substituted with another Melissa McCarthy movie, and that was The Happy Time Murders. Have you guys heard of this movie? Oh, my gosh. It was something else. Boy, oh, boy. I think perhaps this movie is a great pair with Ocean's 8. <laughs> like, start Ocean's 8 and have a glass of wine, then roll a joint and start Happy Time Murders. Because, as a reminder, I'm not condoning alcohol or pot. I do like my Chardonnay and Zima. Anyways, Happy Time Murders is an adult puppet movie. Is that how you say that? An adult puppet movie? You know, what are those movies? Muppets. It's an adult Muppet movie. There we go. Okay, so it features new Muppets. You know, obviously they're not going to use Kermit the Frog and Piggy swearing and um, having sex on the big screen because those are all things that happened in this movie, Happy Time Murders. Pot, alcohol, gunfire, Muppets doing it. Oh my gosh, it is comedy. I don't know, genius or ingenious. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I don't know how to describe this movie, but it's it was a way to end the summer, that's for sure. So Happy Time Murders, go check it out this coming fall when it becomes available for rent. Like I said, pair it with Ocean's 8. I think those two will be great back-to-back. You might go in it, you might get two mediocre movies, but hopefully by the night of both those movies, you've walked away with some kind of experience one way or the other. Either drunk or high, I don't know, but just watch those two. That has been my movie review. We'll be right back after this. Someone out there is killing puppets. We're going to catch the people who did these murders. Anyone got a gun I could borrow? <laughs> Miss America's here. Everybody take a bow. Hey, it's a pair of socks. Did you pick that outfit out yourself? I unsewed your mother and I made a jacket out of her. What a delicate little flower you are.
Yo, 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 welcome back to the Druhan Show. That was Pip the Pansy with her song, All My Friends Are Animals. Listen, I'm curious if my listeners have heard of the company Kirby. You know, the vacuum company. I don't know if it's a Wisconsin thing, a nationwide thing. Regardless, um, they were recently going around door-to-door in Appleton trying to hit up people for vacuum sales. They're a door-to-door vacuum sales company. And I know they're still around. That type of thing still exists. Yeah, Kirby does it. They're kicking it. And so they hit up two of my friends over the past week. And one of them, you know, closed the door on them right away and said goodbye. And then I have the other friend. She's a sucker. (laughs) She let them into her home. And needless to say, a couple hours later, she had bought a $2,100 vacuum from Kirby. I know. She got talked into it. Hook, line, and sinker. But, I mean, who buys a $2,100 vacuum? I would like to know if you do, how do you like it? <laughs> it just floors my mind. I have to say, I was once recruited by Kirby to come work for them as a salesperson. It was back in the day, I saw an ad for Kirby and they were saying, you know, come do this great job, set your own hours, make your own money. Little did I know at that time that that meant uh, you're a salesperson. <laughs> so I had gone for an interview and they hired me to be a sales person. And I quickly realized what the company was. Nothing like a good Ponzi scheme, right? And so I got, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I said, no, thank you. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm not selling Kirby vacuums. So almost 
11, 12 years later, my good friend buys herself a $2,100 Kirby vacuum. I didn't know it was that easy. I bet if I, I didn't know I could sell my friend's vacuums if I knew that was going to be so easy and I could make $2,100 in a matter of seconds just by hanging out with her, I would have, I would have stayed with the Kirby thing, huh? <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Drew Hunt Show. And listening to my summer review, I just wanted to share with you some some great finds, and hopefully maybe you'll go see them, and then we can discuss them and talk about our favorite moments from all these movies. You're listening to The Drew Han Show. Don't forget to go check out the Facebook page, The Drew Han Show. Also, find me on Instagram, The Drew Han Show. I do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff there that I think you'll be delightfully surprised by. Uh, so follow along on there. In the meantime, I'll catch you next week on another episode of The Drew Han Show. Smooches. Watch them back to back, and trust me, you will perk back up. Just do it. Or I shouldn't say that. It's all about Nike.